What does the environment mean to you? I ask that question of almost all my guests. It's part of my process. It's actually become one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Listening to, I mean, I love listening to the guests share what their life is about, how they lead and so forth. And I love sharing what I do. But when I ask them what the environment means to them, it takes me back. I mean, I hear the moment that they're sharing the apple tree at the end of the block where they used to pick apples and make pie with their grandmother or fishing in the Pacific Northwest with their grandfather, the ocean that they grew up next to, soccer fields in Brooklyn where they used to, that was their only connection to nature or sailing or things like that. When I hear them answer, it takes me to where I am and where I was. And my sledding hill, if you watch my third TEDx talk, you hear that I begin, I grew up near the best sledding hill in the world. And you see a picture behind on the screen here, uh, behind the words, Oh, if you're listening to this on the audio only, I recommend uh, clicking the link that I have to watch this on video because you're about to see pictures of my sledding hill. And I hope that this episode, the video, helps you experience what I experience when people tell me about what the, what the environment means to them, that this takes you back to your sledding hill, to your soccer field in Brooklyn, to the whatever it is that connects you to nature. Because... I think most people's actual experience of our environmental problems is they hear about big islands of plastic in the, in the oceans or some uh, Florida is going to be underwater or 100 million people from Bangladesh are going to be displaced. And these are very big things, but they're also abstract to most people. And if you want to lead people, including yourself, you have to go to where they are, not where you are, not where you want them to be or think they should be or where they ought to be or where it's the best place to start from, but where they actually are. And so most people's actual experience is people telling them what to do and the people telling them what to do aren't themselves usually doing what they say to do. But if we can connect with our intrinsic motivation, what the environment means to us, that's where we can start from. And so the sledding hill, of course, I value 100 million people in Bangladesh more than a sledding hill, but this is what's actually in my heart. And if you want to yourself to act or others to act, accessing where they are, where we are, our sledding hill, our field in Brooklyn, whatever it is to you, that's in your heart, to act on that, however small or big at first, that's the fastest, most effective way to get you to wherever it takes to get you to act, to enjoy living sustainably, joyfully. And also, if you want to involve others, if you want to um, influence others, if you tell them to do what you're not doing, you're not going to be very effective. If you do something that enables you to magnify your effect, multiply your effect, and lead others, so if you want to lead others, if you want governments and corporations to act, the fastest, most effective way is to act yourself, not stop after doing one thing. Act, learn from what you've done, act more, do more. And I, begin that that be, I believe that that begins with, in my case, my sledding hill. There are lots of other access points, but your sledding hill. Your, so let's look at my sledding hill. I just happened to go there um, back to Philadelphia. This is the house I grew up in. This is my room up there. It was on the second floor. And this is in Philadelphia proper. A lot of people who are from Philadelphia, quote unquote, are actually from some town outside of Philadelphia. But this is Philadelphia. Uh, it's a residential area. I went to Central High School for people who know Philadelphia. Looking left from the view we just had, it's down the block. And so I took a bunch of photographs and I took, I took a picture, took a few steps, took another picture, took a few steps, took another picture, took a few steps. You can see the beautiful colors. And we're approaching here, Wissican Avenue, which I talked about in the TEDx talk, goes the other way. This is Kingsley that I live on. And this is the street that they paved over and made more um, safe for cars, but also made it a little, you know, the cars go faster. And so a kid is not necessarily going to cross this road as easily. And there's this little 
path here that goes into the woods. But before we get to the path, path then we see here's the first litter. Of course, I picked this up. There's litter everywhere. This was not there when I was a little kid 40 years ago. Here's looking across again, and here's that path into the woods. And this is, I hope that when you see this, that it takes you to your, whatever it is that I know is in you, that's a connection to nature that was great. And probably if, it's, if your situation is like mine, the sledding hill is more plastic than there used to be. The winters, there's not as much snow as there used to be. It's warming. Anyway, this is going into that path into the woods. And I say woods, but it's, it's, it's actually a former, you'll see that there's a mansion in here built around 1860, 1870, around the time of the Civil War and bequeathed to the city. It's a mansion that is now used for um, um, park business offices, but it's generally empty. All right, along the path, more garbage. Pick that up. Then here's this path through the woods. Really beautiful. Normally, my memories of this place are of the winter when I go there and sled. And uh, when I was there in the summer, all these leaves are green and it was just ebullient, no, effervescent, no, full of green, verdant, and fertile. And so various times trees fall down. I'm not sure if this was there when I was a kid. Then it, the path goes through and you see this clearing and there's the mansion that was bequeathed to the city. And this whole area, I think, was some guy's territory. Now it's the city park. This wasn't there when I was a little kid. My dad tells me that there's now um, a veteran's memorial here. It's just a very simple thing. He says that in all the years since it started, it's always been refreshed. So someone comes by here, I think, weekly. So I took a moment here in, in silence. Then looking back to the right, here's that the, the big field. There's Tommy's Mansion. I think his name was Clifford Thomas. So it was called Tommy's Hill. And I think there's a Thomas Mansion. And then down here is the hill. So we approach. It's a really beautiful building. I don't like the cars, but whatever. The car's there. And then here's looking down the hill. We would gather up here and take a running start, jump up in the air and land on the sled and then go down the hill. Here's looking down the hill. I'm not sure if you can see how steep it is. In my memories, this is all covered with snow and the, the trees would have snow on them. But when I was there the other day, by the way, this was two weeks ago. This was my, my father's 80th birthday. So my sister and her family and a bunch of family went in and all his friends were there and celebrating his 80th birthday. And also, this is my first time, my second time visiting it the summer was the first time visiting it in a while since the no fly, avoiding packaging, avoiding flying, and this greater appreciation of nature that I've had. And it hit me just how beautiful and what I had growing up that I took for granted because I just, well, we all had, I mean, all of humanity had this around them all the time up until very recently. And this view, you know, it takes me back to diving down this hill and going down as fast as I could. And then at the bottom of the hill, it's steep here and then levels off and turns to the right. And I walk down there so we can see where it gets to the stream at the bottom. But this tree was just so gorgeously orange. And looking up, it was uh, there. The darkness wasn't so pronounced and it was much more orange. It was just a stunning view. Looking down the hill again, when you went down, you'd go down the middle of it. People going up would go up the side. So there'd be dogs running around. I think I'd look back up again in a second. And yeah, so the parents would be standing there holding their coffee in mugs not disposable back then. Looking back down again, this is where we'd turn and go down. Some people would come down this hill, which is a smaller one. We'd go down here. I think I looked to the right. Here's Lincoln Drive, a street on the other side. Looking to the left is back here would be uh, my house, my dad's house where I grew up. So we'd come down here, make the turn, 
And then this is looking down in the winter, these plants here wouldn't be there. They'd be, I don't know, dormant over the winter. So what looks like a wall here, we would go through, now I had to go through this on foot, looking through this bramble, and then here's the stream at the bottom, that if you got a good start at the very top, it was a good run when he reached here and the sled rails would hit maybe some stones here and you had to bail out and get the sled out. You want to get as close as you could to the, to the stream without going into it. He's looking to the left. I don't remember if this was there when I was there as a kid, but this stream would go down here and now looking to the, there it is. looks pretty pure, still in the city, but looking to the right, this would go down to hit Wissican Creek, which would then uh, go by Lincoln Drive to Schuylkill River. The Schuylkill River goes down by uh, Philadelphia's famous Boathouse Row, then the art museum with the steps, with the Rocky steps, and then we'd go down to South Philly, where I guess Rocky would hang out, a uh, fictional character, but whatever. Uh, so this is the, this is the, the heads, head of the Schuylkill, I guess. Looking down, seeing more. Now this is looking back up again. This is the mansion where it all started. So we came down there and came back down here. And let's see, I'm going back up again. This is looking at the mansion. I'm trying to get a better shot of it. All right, now I've come through the bramble, and after we sled, sled it down, we'd go back up again. Dogs running around, kids coming down, so we'd have to jump out of their way because they were trying to make it to the, to the stream. So now going back up, of course, when I go back up, I have to stay to either the far left or the far right because I just feel like I don't want to get in the way of other people. Ah, look at this view. To me, this is just great. It's just, I'm about to, I'm, I'm panting and sweating. My feet are cold, my toes are cold, but I'm still going down. All right, now I've jumped ahead. I've gone to the top and gone back out again uh, to the path back to home. But this is actually looking left. If I, down through the woods, there's a path. This, this is a guy here walking his dog. And it's so lovely when you see someone in nature like this, you just talk for a minute. So I talked to him for a minute because it's just nice. I mean, he's a neighbor. Getting to the end of that, then here's the field that I described where my friends and I would play touch football in high school. Looking over here. Oh, let me go back a step. When I went home, I came up this hill and went onto Wissickon Avenue there. Again, more garbage. I got a couple loads of garbage. Nothing like New York, but the population density here is very low. But that's the world we live in. It's all of this garbage everywhere. That's part of what motivates me, is the memories of, of this gorgeous place that in my memory, I hope that it stirred up memories of something like this for you. Uh, this is looking back into, this is the, um, the path that I came out of. I think that's the guy with his dog after we spoke for a second. And this was my sledding hill. I hope that it conjured up memories of yours. I hope that it taps into something worth preserving, worth conserving. If this brought back memories for you, write some comments on my blog or email me and tell me what was your sledding hill. And when you listen to the, the podcast and you hear me asking someone what their sledding hill was or you know, what the environment means to them and they share their thing. And I ask them what they could do to act on that. This to me is worth acting on. I pick up litter because I want to restore the world to what it was like. And I believe that by tapping into our intrinsic motivation, not extrinsic and telling people what to do, coercing them, convincing them, but inspiring based on things like this. This was my sledding hill.